Welcome to the Work-Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Hey there, my friend. How are you today? I am fantastic, and I want to make this short recording to help you, boy, to help you on two fronts. I always get asked, how do I introduce myself? And I've been thinking about this a lot, and I do have some great advice on this. But first, I want to talk about who you need to introduce yourself to. Because this question is all about how do we manage our reputation? How do we manage how we're seen? And you don't do it just by doing good work. That's not enough. People's brains are busy. We need to help them notice what we want them to notice and interpret it how we want them to interpret it. So in order to be successful, and I think you know by now that when I say successful, I mean in every aspect. I want you to have work-life brilliance, which is, yes, I want you to have the title and the income you want. I want you to have exciting projects that are meaningful to you, but I also want you to feel good and have fun along the way. So the first entity you are going to need in your life in order to do that is a coach. You probably know that by now, but you have to have somebody who can listen to you, ask questions, help you get unstuck. Now, once you learn the thought upgrade model, once you learn how to manage your state, you will become your own coach. But you are still going to need somebody in your life for when the shit gets really bad. Whether it's an accountability partner um, or an official coach that you pay, up to you. But you need that person in your life. Now, inside your company, you need two entities. You need a mentor and you need an advocate or you can call them a sponsor. So my suggestion is that the mentor be the same gender as you. Somebody who has walked a similar path as you and only somebody within the same gender can do that more similarly. Um, So you want somebody who is farther along in their career than you, who you admire, who's had successes, and who you wouldn't mind spending a little time with. Now, I know you're probably thinking, but I don't want to be annoying. I don't want to be clingy. I'm going to talk about that. So for now, you just want somebody that, um, somebody who can help guide you and give you advice. That's what I mean by mentor. You also want a sponsor or an advocate. Now, I am suggesting, suggesting that you have somebody of the opposite gender. So if you're a woman, I think it is great to have an advocate who is a man. And of course, this person needs to have a great reputation. They need to have great influence so that, you know, when they recommend you, people listen. It lands. Now I want to help you figure out what is the best way to invite them. Because just remember, if you're uncomfortable asking them, it's a good sign. It means you're growing. Discomfort equals growth. That's the bad news. So I'm going to give you some tips that might make this easier, that will make this easier. First thing is you have to get your mindset right. You have to realize that there is something in this for them, and you're going to figure out what it is. But one thing I can guarantee is in it for them is that it feels really good to help other people, especially somebody you like. It also feels really good to talk out loud about your successes. 
And as they're giving you advice in the future, they're going to be hearing it themselves. They're going to be um, thinking new thoughts that help them get unstuck. And they're going to be reliving successes that feel good and give them a sense of pride. And we could all use a little bit of that. And if they agree with your mission at work, your mission in the world, your reason for climbing the ladder, they will enjoy being a part of the result you are aiming to create. And you probably have insights that they would never hear from their direct reports because you don't report to them. It's a completely different relationship. You're going to talk with them in a different way. So please don't think that you are the only one gaining from this. There is something in it for them too. Now, do a little homework. Be clear about why you're picking them. Figure out what it is that they might want to be admired for and that you believe is true. So for example, maybe they're great at developing high-performing teams. Maybe they're a great public speaker. Maybe they're very technical. Uh, Maybe they're very strategic. Pick something that you think they would be proud of and that is a reason that you are coming to them. And then you can tell them in an email that you send to them that you admire this trait about them. And you'd like to have 10 minutes of their time to ask their advice about something. So let's shift to what you're going to say when you introduce yourself and when you talk about what your goal is. And if you need to, just pause and grab a pen and paper because we're going to do a little fill in the blank here. So when it comes to talking about what you're trying to do in the organization and why you want to get promoted or climb the ladder, I want you to fill in this sentence. I want to rise in the organization so I can blank, so that blank. And the first blank is a verb. I want to rise in the organization so I can better influence, for example. So that the next blank is fill in with an awesome result. So for example, I want to rise in the organization so I can have greater influence so that teams do great work without burning out or so that the company can meet its goals faster, better than it thought possible. So that blank, you fill in the awesome result, all right? So I want to rise in the organization or I want to get promoted or I want to go into um, the executive ranks so I can blank and get blank. So that will help answer um, what you want and why. Now let's talk about who you are and what you do. And I'm going to give you two different models for pretty traditional, uh, or at least this first one is a pretty traditional elevator pitch. And it has three blanks. The first one is I help blank, and you just fill it in with a noun. So whether it's teams, employees, companies, I help blank, do blank. So the next one is a verb. What's the action? And then the last one is a result. So I help teams, employees, companies do blank, like do high-performing work, result, without burning out. So we get great results um, with less, less sick leave. I don't know. You, you play with this, but I help blank, do blank, so that blank. So in order to do this, I suggest you brainstorm each one of these. So who is it? that you help. And then brainstorm 
of those entities, which one do you like the most? Who do you most have the passion to help? And then in the second one, brainstorm all the things you help them do. And then again, pick your favorite one. What is your favorite work to do? And then last for results, brainstorm all the amazing results you have created. Uh, maybe you can do it from feedback you've received. Uh, maybe you can just do it from uh, evaluations you've received. But what are the results you get? And then which ones are you most excited about and most passionate about? That's who you want to be. You might get a lot of great results, and I'm sure you do a lot of things, take a lot of actions. But let's talk about and hone in on the ones you care about most. So I help blank, do blank, so that blank, they get this result. Right. The other way to introduce yourself is a little less um, rigid, and I think it's fun. And I'm just going to call it a comparison technique. And this one starts out, you know how, and then you fill in the blank with typical results, typical actions that people do. So what first comes to mind for me is, you know how a lot of leaders have teams that are burned out and that work weekends and they're in back-to-back -back meetings? Well, and then you fill in the blank with your unique approach. Well, I still get high-performing results, but I do it so that my team has free time, is productive, um, doesn't feel like they're spinning their wheels, and is really efficient and never works on weekends. Wow, now I'm listening. So <laughs> comparison technique, you know how something normal, typical, and then boom, what you do. One way to help you figure this out is you can make two columns. And on the left-hand side, things that really annoy you, pet peeves. And on the right side, things that you love. Maybe it's uh, past jobs that you've loved, past bosses that you loved. What was the difference? And what of that have you adopted? So for me, when I was in corporate, one of my pet peeves was pointless meetings. Meetings that were too long. Too many meetings. And on the right-hand side was efficiency. Using people's time well. And as a coach... I could say, you know how typical coaches will talk to you every week or every other week, kind of like a therapist and maybe for years and you'll get some benefit, but you'll still be you. Well, I like to get people massive transformation in a few weeks so that within a couple of months, they can fire me because they have learned how to manage their state, manage their thoughts and created massive transfer transformation inside themselves. And here's another idea to help you with this. You can go back and look at your Enneagram results, and specifically, you can look at the exercise you did on identifying your supervillain inside you and your superhero. So at your worst, what does that look like? And that's probably going to go on the typical side, because a lot of people probably typically act from that place because they're in so much stress. And then you can look at your superhero side and find the elements of that person that you bring to work and that makes you extraordinary. And then finally, just start practicing saying it out loud. And I highly recommend that you say it out loud to somebody objective who can listen and who can observe. Do this over video. 
So somebody can observe your eye contact, your facial expression, your posture. Do you look confident? Do you sound like you own this? Do you end it with a question mark? Because that is not how you want to introduce yourself. So once you get comfortable with that, I just want to remind you that as you're doing this, tap into your pride. Realize all the amazing things that you have to offer. Um, The world, this sponsor, this mentor, and then tap into your unique way of contributing. Maybe you bring a sense of fun and a sense of play to the work. And I suggest you bring a sense of play and lightness to this request of a mentor or a sponsor. And just tap into your pride. You can always adjust this elevator pitch as time goes on. It's flexible. So practice it, play around with it, and just remember that you have so much to offer this person. And even if they don't have time to continue and be your continual support, you're going to have a great conversation with them. And you're going to make a positive impression and you're going to have a great connection with a human being. It's not the typical, um, typical conversation that people are having in the workplace right now. So I'd say take yourself lightly. Um, offer them possible structures for partnering with you. Make a clear request. Give them time to think and make it easy for them to say no. And that regardless of whether or not they're going to sponsor you or mentor you, that you've really enjoyed meeting them. So I hope this gives you some ideas and it gives you some confidence about how to go about introducing yourself and asking for support. And I also just want to mention, there is a fourth entity that you're going to need. In addition to the coach, sponsor, and mentor, you're going to need a tribe. You know, it's said that we are the sum of the five people closest to us. So you are going to need a peer group who sees you, who can support you, who can help you when you fall down, remind you who you are, and who you can support back. And in my opinion, that is a necessary ingredient in a truly brilliant life. Thanks for listening to Work-Life Brilliance. If you want to be coached by Denise, join her in the Work-Life Brilliance Academy, where wholehearted humans are becoming the best version of themselves. Accepting applications now at wlbacademy.com.